What is the concept? Who is the cast? Where do we start? How do we leave? Where do we go? How do we lose? And where do we end up? With just these seven questions in mind, I, Aloni, and my friend Matt will create a story as fast as we can. Enjoy the mess. Try not to cancel us. We're good boys. goodest of the good all right intro music plays and we're here yes goodest of the good so welcome to the show matt thank you for having me scott's not here but you're a true writer i'll, I'll probably try to cut some in of you talking about your DD story for 15 minutes <laughs> yeah i honestly if you tried to show it to like your audience everyone's like the fuck are you talking about what i like about DD is like you could say some shit that makes zero sense but it makes sense to everyone in your group but anyone that plays DD is like yeah that's dope it's only good in the moment which is why i have a DD show d and me and it fucking is weird and i don't know if it works what you have a DD show yeah you should check that out guys find out more about that halfway through oh yeah yeah check it out definitely gonna knock your socks off it's almost done like the podcast version it's coming out soon by the way i had to i i i figured out how to fucking edit with robots dude and it's getting but i've learned so many processes for robot auto editing as i call it or as everybody calls it. it but it basically i figured out how to do it with audio first then i figured out how to do it with audio attached to video and now I figured out how to do it with video instantly. So it takes me like an hour to set it up. But once it's done, it basically edits all the silence out for me so that I could do the real editing, which is listening to the fucking thing and deleting every time I'm stupid. That one problem is I have to listen to the whole thing, which is annoying because I hate my own. I hate I hate listening to it so much. I have to spend like two hours just listening. To You're it. like John Malkovich. John Malkovich hates hearing his own voice. Yeah, well, I don't hate my own voice. I used to love it. But I gotta say, pretty good cure for that is to listen to yourself every day for a year straight. Then just get used to it. Yeah, when I'm streaming, I hear myself echo into my head. Like, I have to play back my audio because I'm so paranoid about the stream not working or my audio being muted that I'm the craziest streamer ever where I literally have an echo, a 40-second echo of my own voice in my head at all times. It's weird. Wowza. Yeah. I'm a weird guy. I do weird stuff. I'm a quirky gamer boy. Oh, I'm a quirky gamer boy, too. Yeah. All right, then. Well, so this is a show. It's called Seven Questions. Scott and I, every week, when, well, every week it comes out. We record, like, once a month. Maybe. More like once every three months now. But basically, the premise is, is I ask you some questions. We, together, answer these questions. And as a result of answering these questions, we find more questions, which we then answer. And eventually, in, like, an hour or two, depending... Scott and I sometimes go like three fucking hours because there'll just be long periods of silence where Scott won't make a decision. And I have to just sit there and be like, uh, or I'll just talk over him. (laughs) But here we go. Are you ready? First question is, what is the concept? So here's my question for you. Is there a movie you ever wanted to see or you ever wanted to make? A story you always wanted to see on film? Anything. 
that comes to mind immediately when you think that movie or something that I've always or wanted to something see. you've um, always wanted adapted because Scott and I used to do a lot of video game adaptions too. See, I, I already had an idea and <laughs> I was going to say Dark Souls, but then the second I said Dark Souls, I thought Dark Souls and you said something an adaptation. I was like, I would like to see a better adaptation of the Berserk series. Shout out to uh, Kentaro Mira, rest in peace. Interesting. Maybe live action, maybe anime. Ooh. Just like like a combo. Dark fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Like a like a Dark Souls Berserk inspired story. Yes. And not just like a like the uh, just doing those because Dark Souls is confusing and Berserk is long. Also Berserk already yes, exists and, cause and it's unfinished sadly. Yeah, I know. That sucks so bad. As much as I love Berserk and stuff like that, I've never really read the manga and I'm Honestly, considering starting to buy the volumes now, so I can get into it and like actually like understand it more. Didn't he have like a final thing he never put out? He knew where he was going to take the story, as far as I know. But obviously, like he never got to it because like mm. he suddenly passed away. So I don't know. But another reason, like he would take such long hiatuses, is because he dedicated so much time to his manga to like his. Yeah, he was obsessive uh, about the drawing. project. Yeah. That he, like, never had a personal life. And that's not, why yeah. he would take such long... Yeah, yeah, he's famous for, like, taking, like, weeks on a single panel. Because the art yep. in Berserk, it's, like, fucking the greatest art ever made. Like, he's, it's like... Beautiful. It is the most beautiful thing ever created. And it's insane that he fucking died before he could finish it. That's gonna happen with One Piece. I know. I just know it. One Piece, dude's gonna die before... <laughs> You're like, Oda's gonna fucking choke. <laughs> I gotta be honest, that's the best way to end that shit. Because fucking One Piece... Is this there is no story. It's just people fucking hanging out for fucking a million episodes and they never find fucking you haven't even tried to find the goddamn treasure. It really doesn't matter. The treasure is so fucking stupid. It's just one place. This pirate, he stole all the treasure ever. He's the best pirate ever. So he just fucking hit it all in one place and you have to find it. That's the plot. And there's no clues the or anything. Time, they just fucking, the last time I talked with David. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, I remember David. The yeah. last time I talked with David, who is a huge One Piece fan, I mean, like, owns no, every volume that's available yeah. right now. It's fucking crazy. He told me, this is a spoiler, by the way, feel free to edit this out, but okay. apparently there was, like, a rumor he told me that, like, they're gonna, like, retcon Luffy's fruit, and that it isn't actually, like, the gum, like gum. The gum, gum fruit. It's actually, like, a completely different type of, like, god tier fruit or something like that. That's stupid. That's so stupid. Something along those they lines. They better not do that. Like, he told me that there was a bunch of memes circling the internet where it's like, he took a bite of gum gum, and then it's like, so that was the fucking lie. Yeah. It's such a fucking so, weird know. concept. He's just rubber. He's rubber, man. I do love the idea. The, the, the beginning of that show is so good, and then the rest of it, I just fucking drop off every single time I try to watch it. The first, like, 20 episodes of One Piece are fucking awesome, and then you can feel the moment. Where they were like, oh, yeah, just stretch this forever. Like, there's a moment when it just stops being a story and it just becomes stretchy bullshit, which is what he is. He's stretchy. He's stretch man. Mm. But there's a moment, like, when he finally gets the first, like, four members of his crew, that's it. And then there's, like, two more characters he mm. finds later and then a bunch of nonsense for fucking hundreds of episodes. The fact that Adult Swim skipped 300 episodes and it didn't feel like anything was different blew my fucking mind. Adult Swim like yeah, lost right. the rights after they were streaming it a bunch, like they were putting it out a bunch, and then they couldn't put it out until they got to like episode three hundred and forty. So they just put three hundred and forty out, 
and it felt like nothing changed. Literally, they just, they're like, oh, this happened, oh, this oh, happened, and that's it. Like, two things were mentioned. Huh. And then they did Water 7, and I love Water 7, it's great. And then they get, the, you think they're going to get a new crewmate, and then they don't. They just get the same guy, but he's in a different outfit. He's pretending to be someone else. And then there's the Eddie's Lobby stuff, which is pretty cool. That's a pretty cool plot. Like, one of the characters gets kidnapped, and they got to go save him. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, stop, they haven't tried to get the fucking treasure once. They haven't been looking. There's no clue. He's just, they're just pirates. He's just like, yo, I want to be the best pirate ever. And they're like, you suck at pirating. And he's like, I don't care. I'm going to be the best. And then he gets each of them to join his crew. And then they're like, all right, we're going to set sail. And then cut 300 episodes later. We're still setting sail. We're still sailing. We got to get a new ship this time. That's the difference. And that's the big We passed Naruto. They got to get a different ship. They lose their ship. They got to get a second ship. Oh, you know, pirates train ships all the fucking time. They didn't give a shit. They, they, they stole ships daily. So, of course, they change ships a lot. That's a flex. Yeah, the whole fucking point of being a pirate is that you're stealing ships. You're like a fucking GTA, but with boats. And it's like, well, you then know. you got a lot of boats then. You don't have to marry yourself to a single ship because you have like 80. Fucking Blackbeard broke one of his ships on purpose. His main That's ship, dope. he just fucking crashed it on a beach and was like, all right, I did it as a distraction. I stole a different ship. It's um, a major flex. Yeah. Anyway, I'm obsessed with pirates now, dude. You're valid. I'm inspired D&D. Yeah, we got to do Riggs again, because fucking, oh my god. Riggs is in a prison right now. Damn. Um. Anyway, before we go into into the, the Dark Soulsiness, do you ever want to be on my stream, dude? Because I just want to play video games with you. <laughs> uh, Sure, I can make time. Okay, holy fuck. Do you want to play Sea of Thieves with me this Saturday? Because I've been playing Sea of Thieves. I don't know if you have it on anymore. PC it's on or both. on Xbox. It, you can play it on either. Okay. It, it's multi-platform. You can play together on either. I can't remember. Did we play it on Xbox last time? I think we played it on Xbox. Yeah, I'm playing it on Xbox, but you can play it on either. It doesn't matter because you can play both together. Like You can be on PC and I can be on Xbox and it works. Gotcha. As long as you're using the Microsoft version or whatever. They did the same thing with Minecraft. You can do that too. It's crazy. Multi-platform connections and stuff. But yeah. I've been playing Sea of Thieves a bunch. I played it for like six hours on stream, and I fought a fucking Kraken and everything. Um, nice. I have a really nice clip, which is me in a ghost town. There's like no people in the town, and I needed to sell shit. And I'm like, what the hell happened here? It's like blighted. And then I'm like, I see lights in the distance, and I'm like, that's got to be a ghost ship. If I destroy that, it'll free the town. I go to the ghost ship. I'm like, I, I shouldn't fight them because I'm weak, but I will try. I have to. I'm obligated to do it. And I go to do it. I sail towards it. The fog disappears, and I'm in the middle of the ocean. I'm like, what the fuck? There was no ghost. What the hell? And then what? a fucking kraken appears. Oh, I fuck. shit you not. I'm like, it makes a great D&D story, by the way. Yeah, it's a really good clip, by the way. It's like two minutes on my on my Twitch, and it's just like sailing through the fog. I'm like, I got this. And then fucking kraken. <laughs> Surprise. It's fun. It's a fun. It was a fun stream. I I liked that one. I'm definitely gonna do it again this week. I'm, I've been playing JRPGs and recording with the D&D characters as the voices, and that's been really fun. It's like we're doing a play. That is valid. Because um, my, you know, Alonius, I've gone insane, and I'm talking to myself now. <laughs> You're valid. Anyway, all right, so Berserk meets Dark Souls. Is that the concept we're going with? Yes. Okay, so what the fuck is the plot of both of those stories? <laughs> Meaty man Berserk fight meets bad Dark guy? Souls. Yeah, what is the... What are we sticking with there? Okay, so with Berserk, it's about, like, Guts on a revenge quest 
to like avenge like his fallen like comrades. His friend basically betrayed him. Well, he basically becomes like a demon lord essentially in yeah. order to like get the power he wants in order to like fucking you know take back the kingdom or whatever. Yeah. I forget. And then Dark Souls and is then... you're a zombie. Everybody's a zombie. You got to kill the guys in charge, steal their souls, so you can light a fire yes. to be God and reset time. And then okay. you reset so time and you do it again. <laughs> Yeah. So I have an idea with that then. Okay. What if it's a revenge quest and the person who's fighting is basically already dead and he got resurrected because his friend like betrayed Ooh, him and Revenant. did something crazy? Yeah. Yes. Revenant. Ooh, I like that name for a show as Revenant. Yeah. But um, well, it's already a movie with. I like that. It, I like that it's a Revenant. This person's on a revenge quest. They're basically, you know, undead Dark Soul style. Yeah. And they have to basically like kill their friend in order to like feel peace again all right then yeah. that's a concept I, I i by the way i gotta tell you that's the exact same thought i had when you said revenge quest you said revenge nice. quest and my brain was like they're all gonna die in the beginning they're all gonna die in the beginning and then he's gonna go and he's gonna it's liam neeson's he's gonna fucking <laughs> zombie liam neeson okay love it um all right so that's the concept all right next one this is question number two who is the cast so basically we need a hero we need a villain, we need a buddy, we need a mentor. We need all these peoples come up with and how they relate to one another. And that is the cast. And if you need to like come up with actors to fill those roles, it's a lot easier. I like the idea of the mentor teaches the betrayer and the, the antagonist and the protagonist. Oh, okay. So two friends together in like a, a D&D-ass party hanging out. Like yes. You get like six people. They're all bros. They're one big happy family. They travel the world together and they got a teacher who's teaching them. And then right at the beginning of the story, it's like, they're all dead. And the guy wakes up and he's a zombie. And the only person that survived yes. that entire fight is, is the villain. Yes. Okay. Brohim, whatever the I fuck like the his idea name is. That, like, like, I like the idea that the main villain like caused this, basically. Yeah. What if the twist is that like maybe he's not like did he do it on purpose or not i like i like to leave the audience thinking like did he do this intentionally was Ooh. this like yeah mm, i've been playing i was playing shovel knight a while back and the whole plot of that is that spoiler alert the love of your life is um is the bad guy because they're cursed Ooh. so Ooh. what if it's two people they work together they've been fighting together for years they love each other and then suddenly everybody dies and our hero comes back to life and finds their mentor again, and their mentor's like, yo, fucking you're dead, what the fuck? How'd you survive? And you're like, I didn't. And then they track down, they're like on a vengeance quest to say, to kill who did this. And then when they're about to get to them and kill them, they realize it's the person that they love most betrayed them. So these are like life friends turned lovers. Yes. like Just like Berserk. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really. Uh... Um, so, God... I'm like trying to think. I mean, we got that. Okay, so like, so that means these people have a really good history together. These people have a very strong history, and it's more than platonic. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, let's see. Um, uh, <laughs> we insert sex scene here, and like just <laughs> a flashback. Lifelong. He made friend. me feel special. All right. Um, lifelong friends. We need the names. What's the our uh, berserk equivalent? What's a cool guts name? What are you thinking? Mm. Like a Liam Neeson. I always thought Tarn. I always thought Tarn was a cool name. Torn. Tarn. T A R N. Tarn. 
Okay. May or may not be a RuneScape reference. Okay. Tarn and who would be their love? Who's the equivalent? They're Tarn. Tarn and... I'm going to Google Tarn. Tarn. What the hell is Tarn? Is that a word or do they just make that shit up? T-A-R-N. Tarn. A small mountain lake. That's what Tarn is. Interesting. What is the opposite? What about Sky? Okay. Names. You're like, okay, so if Tarn is... Orion, um, Leo, Celeste. A small mountain lake. Azure, Emprion, Firmament, Heavens, Lid, Walt, Welkin. Welkin. Miku is the Japanese name meaning beautiful sky. Surin, Stella. Baby names that mean wind, sky, or storm. Thebe, Titania. Titania is cool. Queen of the Fairies Um... in Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream. And the largest moon of Uranus, Titania. I did not know that Arkansas means south wind. It's an it's from the uh, Algonquin term that means south wind. Fucking Tarn in Arkansas. <laughs> mm. Ooh, I like Bor- uh, Baran or Boran. Boran is a Kurdish name that means thunderstorm. Mm. Or Barak, B A R A K, is a Hebrew name that means lightning. I apologize for my mispronunciation if I'm Torn mispronouncing these. Barak. Or Kalus, C A E L U S. Kalus is a Roman name meaning sky. Tarn and Kalus. I like that. Yeah, Kalus. Um, what was that other one before that? Uh, Barrick. And what was the was other the other thunder one that was before that? Arkansas. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Boran, Boran. or Baron. Baron. Okay. Tarn and Baron. No, I like Callus. I'm just coming up with the the, Kalis? the yeah Kalus. I'm coming up with the uh, with the the mentor's name. Barrick sounds Ooh. like a good mentor name. So okay. yeah, I do like that. All like, right. Tarn, Barrick, lifelong Kalis. friends turned lovers. Torn and Kalus. We're with a group of adventurers working for Barrick, and they all died. Tarn rises from his grave to seek vengeance on the one responsible. Here's my thought. Major twist right here. Mm. Kalis is the bad guy, right? What if? Yes. What if when Tarn comes back, they don't know Kalis is alive? And they're on vengeance for about Kalis. Like they're like, Kalis was killed. I'm going to go and kill who did this. And they go on this vengeance mission and they're killing people down the list. And then they, at the reveal near the end is that Kalis is the one that sent them on their revenge mission. And they're actually killing for Kalis, and Kalis is the one that killed everybody. So now they have to kill Kalis because of what they did. Like a revenant is brought back by someone who wants vengeance as well, right? Right. So, like, what if Kalis brought them back and they're on this quest to go kill all these people who, because of Kalis? Who is Tarn killing them? Yeah. And that's... why does it feel justified for him? Yeah, that's the question. Well, that brings us into the plot, I think. So, we have our crew, our cast. We have three basic characters that matter. And then everyone else is, you know, filler people that get died in the moment. So, here's, here's the concept and the cast. Lifelong friends turned lovers, Tarn and Kalis... We're with a group of adventurers working for Barak, and they all died. Tarn rises from his grave to seek vengeance on the one responsible. We need that person, then. We need the, the fake villain. I think it should be, like, Dark Souls-style demon god monsters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, what... Like, sh- these, like, these, like, eldritch beings that are, like, sick and twisted by, like, the spell that went wrong or something. You know what would be crazy is if they're killing all these demon things and they're just fairies. Like... 
He's killing so all like these... they're part of the natural world. Yeah, they're not actually the bad guys. Well, I okay, then I have another idea then. Okay. Like what if these creatures are like beautiful, but because of like what happened, they look like bad. they take the form of their surroundings and because like the shit's been like desecrated. Yeah, they look like, like that's monsters. why they take like such ugly monster forms. Yeah. Or what if because he's undead, everything he sees looks like monsters? Like what if it's like like that's what he thinks. He thinks it's because of the desecration and shit, right? Like these are horrible monsters. Like every all these fairies and shit turned evil and shit. But when he eventually realizes it's all a lie, Kalis was just controlling him, making him think he was killing like demons, but he was actually killing good, fairies. Like, flashes yeah, back. Yeah, it like flashes back to all the action it. scenes, and he's like killing like fucking Tinkerbell, like ripping Tinkerbell's <laughs> wings off. And it's like he in his I mean, mind like, he's fighting like a giant demon god, and it's like he's fucking killing like a fucking moon butterfly. <laughs> I the reason why I'm not cool with that is because I feel like that would like take away a lot of the meaning of the fight because it's all a hallucination. Yeah, I okay, feel like it has yeah. to be real. Like I feel like yeah. he actually has to like suffer like through this journey. Yeah. Okay. Instead of like him being zombified and then having an acid trip through the forest. Okay, yeah, you're right. That is true. That would kind of suck. All right, then he's killing like mutated fairies. They're all like yes, fucked up like because of the creatures murder. That, the creatures yeah. of the land that take the form of like yeah, their suffering woodland. Dark Fae, yeah. Yes. He's killing Dark Fae because he was killed by Fae with his friends, but actually Kalis is the one that caused all that. Maybe they got Ooh, killed because... Another, another idea then. Ooh. What if before the spell goes off that causes this shit. He like sees like a powerful fairy. So he feels that they're responsible for what happened. Ooh, yes. And that's his goal is to kill like the this one fairy person. Is it like should we do like the typical like Oberon or Titania or should we try and like make like our own fairy lord? Yeah, it's like uh I'm imagining the woman from Lord of the Rings. You know how she like looks all fucking like remember what's her name, Galadriel, when she like yeah I was gonna, gonna say Galadriel yeah when she's gonna fucking kill like Frodo for a second when she's about to get the ring and she's like yes. all fucked up and evil that that's who she should be fighting that's the villain, but it's not actually I that dig. person like Kalis pissed that person off so they sent fairies to kill Kalis, and then Torn Torn doesn't know that so he got everybody killed because he fought them. And that's mm. what happened. Like a fairy woman, like Galadriel walks up to the party at the beginning of the story and she doesn't say anything. And then Kalis kind of tells Torn Tarn off like right at the beginning is like, she's fucking evil. We have to stop her. And then he fights her. She fucking kills everybody. And then he wakes up and he's on vengeance to kill her. So he's killing all these fa like mutated fairies along the way. All these dark fairies. I think it would be really fucked up Nick. if they weren't even that dark. If they were like normal ass fairies. <laughs> I, I do love the idea of Guts running around fucking instead of killing demons, he's killing fairies. There's something yeah, about that. that. Be, like watching, that man, would be interesting. watching well, Guts fact, stab the, a unicorn <laughs> would be yeah, pretty that would epic. Be interesting. Fun fact. Did you know that the elves and the dwarves and berserk are actually just different types of fairies? Huh? Well, then yep. we're even closer to the because he's got he's got like an elf buddy named Puck. I, I believe he's an elf. Let me just double check just to fact check myself before I get added. Nope, he's a he's a pixie. Okay, Pisky. What is but I swear? What is this fairy queen's name? This elf queen or whatever nature hmm. queen? Look up names. 
This is 90% of writing is looking up names. Fairy names for girls. Avelina and the Fayetta, Fayette, Chippy, Cheppy. I might be completely wrong about dwarves being different kinds of fairies. I Rina, thought they were. And maybe Elfie, they're like not part of the natural world. Rina, I forget. Verana. People are going to be like, you know nothing about Berserk. It's like, yeah, I know nothing. Okay. I like the art. It's okay, bro. In your own words. <laughs> Teach me, bro. In your own words, you're valid. I don't know shit about yes. Berserk. I haven't even fucking seen it. I just know that there's two dudes that are like slightly gay and the dude has a girlfriend. <laughs> I watched... People are going to hate me for this. I watched like the, the shitty like 3D animation one. Oh my god. And That's... you love it even though you watch that? Yeah. Wow. I enjoyed it. Everyone's like, not a real Berserk fan. Read. Uh, I'll buy the first volume, I promise. You know Cinderella anyway. means little ash girl? Interesting. Her name is literally like shitball. That's her name. Her name is like <laughs> dirty. Your name is dirty fuck. That's basically who she is. She's dirty fuck the princess. Hmm. That's fascinating. Brings way more context. I'm looking through fairy baby names though. Um, I'm actually like checking this. They seem to apply another kind of elf existence. Volume we learned that Puck and others like him are a subset of elves called Piskies. A variation of the word pixie. Then in volume 26, when Shirake refers to the dwarves, the kanji is used, uh, blah, 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 with the fury of this dwarf. It's pretty much confirmed at the time that dwarves were another race within the greater elf family tree. Damn. So, like, they all come from, like, a different... Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. That's it's good. Like, they all come from, like, a different subsect. But anyway. Okay. Um, I got some... Evil fairy queen. Yeah, I got, I got some names here. Um, Elfie, Elena. Apparently, elf is a Gaelic word. I didn't know that. Hmm. Like, Elfie means elf in Gaelic. Um, Brina. <laughs> Bray, I saw, like, a name generator for fairies that's like Bluebells. I'm like, no. I must kill and slay the mighty Bluebells. There is something really funny about, like, Berserk in Fairyland. Like, that, do you want to change it to that? Because <laughs> that, the idea of, like, gritty, like, demon slayer man in fairyland sounds like a fucking amazing movie to me like the plot of the movie is just like undead murder muscle man like a fucking like like jason Ooh, momoa Nira. <laughs> yeah really like or somebody like that dave batista i want it to be batista i want batista oh my god batista has is guts fucking, yeah like dark warrior I have sold. Batista should be the lead Perfect. in the Guts movie. Like, if they made a Berserk movie, it would definitely be Batista. That would be like one hundred percent. It would be Batista. I need a Photoshop of like Batista as Guts. Yeah, that's what I need right now. Fuck, man. Wish I had real fans, like a bunch of them, so they could make that. Damn, fan art, please. Oh, people have thought of Batista as Nosferatu Zod, which is one of the demons in Berserk. Ooh. He's like one of the antagonists. I'm okay with that. I just want Batista in a berserk world. That would be amazing. But anyway, uh, Nira, does that sound like a cool queen name? Okay, yeah, Mira, yeah. I mean, oh, we... Nira, N Y R A. Oh, even better, N Y R A. I thought you said Mira, and I'm like, I've used that name ten million times. Yes, Nira. Yeah, no, no, no. Star Wars, man, got me, got me hard. Okay, yeah. So the the Fae Queen Nira killed all of them, and now he seeks his vengeance on her. Is it is it funny that like when I was working at um you know I don't want to disclose but yeah. when I was working at my last job yeah um retail like 
<laughs> when someone like asked me for my name, like because I don't know situation, whatever they asked for my name, and I, I was just sitting there thinking I should tell them I'm Ray Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> so they asked me for my name because <laughs> my name is Ray Ray Hitler. Ray Skywalker. <laughs> Ray Skywalker. Oh shit! I hate it. Why you remind me of the nightmare? I'm what sorry, is your family name? I don't have one. And then she finds out in the movie, my name is Ray Hitler. I saw. Uh, what do I do? I saw, like, I'll change it to the I other. I saw a one. clip of. I saw a, a Disney clip, or not a Disney clip, or just a clip of Daisy Ridley, and she's like, "My name is Ray, Ray, Ray Skywalker." Well, technically, it's Ray Palpatine, but I was Ray. I was trained by a Skywalker, so now I have that name. So I'm Ray Skywalker now. <laughs> I I really would have loved if the ghost just showed up and was like, "Yo." Fuck it. Like Luke and Leia, when they both appear, they were like, Why? Why are you taking our name? We don't even know you. You didn't even know fucking Leia. Like, she knew you like once. The fuck? It was pretty brief. And you guys hugged once when when you both lost somebody that you liked. And then she said, Hey, you can do it for like an episode while she was a robot. And then. You know what doesn't make sense? What? You know what didn't make sense? Is like. The fact that, like, in episode 9, that apparently, like, in the retcon, that's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Luke and Leia knew that she was a Palpatine the whole time. And, like, like fucking, like, Leia's, like, still hugging her and shit like that, and, like, giving her love and stuff yeah. like that. Like, wouldn't you be, like, fucking paranoid the whole time? Like, yeah. it's like, the rebe- it's like, oh, man, we got the resistance. Oh, oh, look, uh, it's the fucking granddaughter of Palpatine just walking amongst us like there's nothing going on. Yeah. And it's like, ah! Them knowing the whole time sounds so fucking stupid to me. Is that a thing? Yeah, because, like, fucking Luke brings it up in episode 9. He's like, because you're a Palpatine. And she's like, you knew the whole time and you guys still trained me? And then it's like, oh my god, Leia knew I was a Palpatine the whole time and she still trained me. Doesn't make any fucking sense. So, yeah. None of it makes any... Fucking... I'm literally, next week, I'm gonna be recording me trying to figure out by myself how to fix Star Wars in five steps, because, like, Filoni and Favreau have to do that. First, you cut off the sequels. Yeah, no, Second, the, the, you, you know what they're doing, the right? You know what they're doing, right? They're retconning the sequels. Do you think so? I no, they're like literally... They, there is a lot of people that show proof that they're not. Well, no, so. they, Filoni and Favreau have announced that in the Ahsoka show, they're going to five scenes in the sequels, and they're changing them. They're, really? they're time-traveling, and they're changing five scenes in the sequels. That's the plot I of gotta, the Ahsoka show. I gotta see this. I don't know if it's true, but that's what they're saying, is that they're time-traveling, and they're I gonna retcon believe. five scenes. So I was like, I should write that, as, as you do that as an episode, so, figuring out what scenes those Star would be. Star Wars but. Ahsoka director says Clone Wars fans will be rewarded. Greatly rewarded. I don't know. I heard it on one of those Star Wars fan, like, channels that's like, yo, the secret behind why Luke cut his toenails in the movie. Like, fucking extra deep bullshit that isn't even necessary. When Luke was on Bespin and he said hi to that one guy, why did he do that? I know why. This is why. Like, that shit. But they fucking said that that's what they're doing. They're supposedly, rumor has it, Filoni and Favreau are going to make time travel scenes where they go to the sequels and they change scenes from the sequels and tweak them to change the storyline so that it makes fucking sense because this is an alternate timeline because Ahsoka is alive now. I don't know how they're going to fix it with just five scenes. Like, I'm hype, but I'm also, I can't believe it's going to be Obi-Wan in a month. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. And then they ha- also, they I don't know if you knew this, but they had to delay it for another week. But I they know. promised the first two episodes. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm hyped. They were like, yo, we delayed it, so here's two episodes in a row. So you'll have less time with the show, but Moon Knight's good, dude. Have you been seeing Moon Knight? Nope. It's good, man. It's good. I've been taking a break from Marvel, Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I've been watching Moon Knight weekly, but it's... That's just because I fucking love Moon Knight. I want them to do the fucking... Every single episode at the beginning, they show the Metal Asylum, and I'm like, fucking go there already. We're, four, we're three, four episodes in. Just go to the fucking asylum. That's the whole reason I'm here. It should start in the asylum. Why are we not in the asylum yet? Go in the goddamn asylum. I didn't even know that Moon Knight had, like, multiple personalities. He does. One I of them is well, the superhero. It's different every time. Like, each story is totally different. Like, the one I heard, yeah. he's, he's schizophrenic in the one I, I know. Is it schizo or multiple personalities? I forget. No, he has DID in the show. Oh, uh, okay. In the original, like, it, there's a bunch of different stories because he's been around forever, so they just keep retconning him. The whole concept of Moon Knight, since a very specific run, has been that he's crazy and that you don't know if anything of any of his is real. So it's mm. always different. Like, he always has different stuff, different mental problems. And he's also different people sometimes. Like, there's just, like, different people being Moon Knight because it's a title. So it's kind of like Green Lantern where they just keep changing who Green Lantern is. Shit like that, where it's just like, I'm this version of Moon Knight. But they're pretty close to the story I heard, which was, in the story I heard, he's like, he's he doesn't know what's real and what's not, which is kind of what they're doing mm. in this one. But in this one, it's more like he has DID, and he has multiple personalities, and then there's a whole personality that has like an entire fucking life. I still don't know which one of them is the real him. I mean, clearly the British one has a mom. He calls her, so is that mom real? That's what I'm wondering. Because if she's real, then... Does he just become an American who murders people? That's weird. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, really. Is Mark Spector, was he a guy that's possessing him? Like, was he just a normal dude and then he died and now he's this guy? I don't know. That's the part of the show. Anyway, we're getting off track. This is just this is what happened that's to me fair. and Scott, too. Um, You're valid. Okay, let's start the actual thing. So that's the first half of the show. you enjoying the show? I think we're doing pretty good. I don't know how I'm going to edit this together, but we'll find out. But while you're here in this beautiful mid-roll, I thought I'd mention something I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. This episode of Seven Questions is sponsored by D&Me. It's a D&D show. I've been doing it for 15 weeks live on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash alonethebard. And Chad enjoys it sometimes when they're there. People really liked it. It's on hiatus right now, the recording, while I edit all these older episodes. There are 14 episodes so far. I'm editing them regularly. I figured out how to edit them efficiently. So they should be able to come out every week or so very soon. So keep an eye out for D and Me on podcast channels, YouTube, Spotify, everything. Check my link tree. It should appear uh, and there should be a link to it in this video if I actually finish it. But yeah, it's a show. I play D&D by myself because nobody else is free. And I try to play D&D modules, even though I kind of hate them. And I'm doing Strahd right now. And I really, I'm enjoying it. But I do have problems with modules in general. It is maybe the only one I'm okay with. But it's pretty fun. I have like four characters I play using different voices and different effects and stuff. And it's very fascinating to watch a person lose their mind talking to themselves every week. So check it out. It's about a vampire named Strahd. He sucks. And it's about all these heroes that together, they join up after a couple episodes and then they fucking fight him. And we'll see what happens. Anyway, check it out. And back to the episode. (laughs) 
So here are the last five questions. Together, they make the story. We pretty much already have them all answered, but we will answer them one at a time and the story will develop. So where do we start? What is this person's safe haven? I'm assuming with their crew hanging out. That's where we start. And then they all die, right? Yes. Okay. Like kind of like a, in a bit of an introduction to the setting, a bit of an introduction yeah. to like the characters and like showing their relationships and how it's generally yes. positive. I don't like normally when I write these stories, it always starts with they have a home that they're in, their safe haven. And then something happens, which is the catalyst. There's a, there's an, there's a catalyst and then there's an inciting incident. So the catalyst is like the thing that causes the eventual problem. And then the inciting incident is the problem that happens. So like, for instance, they're in a town, then somebody pisses somebody off is the catalyst. So somebody gets bent, pisses somebody off. Then that person shows up, and burns down a town. That's the incident. That's the difference between inciting mm -hmm. incident and catalyst is that the catalyst is the moment where you fuck up and cause the, the inciting incident. So in this case, they're a bunch of friends. How long we should, we're going to be with them for basically like 10 minutes. By the 10 minute mark, everyone will be dead. And then the guy will wake up. So yeah. Like how much of that 10 minutes is going to be them in safety and how much of it is them be fighting and how much of that 10 minutes is going to be him getting up and like is his introduction him being a zombie like how much should we use you know? i had a weird idea what if like kalis is like planning something for like his birthday or something and it's like it happens like on his birthday is like a like a weird like thing of like Ooh. rebirth kind of thing i was like happy birthday you're a zombie now hmm, maybe yeah just an idea Exactly one year after he dies, he comes back. He died on his birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. I like that a little bit, but okay. His birthday and his death. How do we go from, uh, first, how are we going to introduce Torn, Kalis, and their crew and their teacher? And then how are we going to introduce this queen, Kalis, causing that with the queen without telling everybody that's what's explicitly going on, and then also kill all of them? That's a lot in 10 minutes. So what, what would Guts consider his nice, his happy place? Would it be like just like a I would bonfire? Say probably like being, yeah, and like also like being with his like lover. Yeah, but that's kind of different because of so where we're a, at with the in story. a tent, fucking next to a bonfire. That's that's the plot, the beginning of the story. Kalis and Torn banging in a tent next to a bonfire is the beginning of the movie. The most, the most passionate love scene. You just see Dave Batista and someone else banging. Here's a question. Is Kalis a dude or a lady or non-binary? What's the deal? It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Um, for some fucking reason. I don't know why. Elliot Page. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's who I think Kalis should be. Kalis? Yeah, Kalis, Kalis should be Elliot Page. I think it's kind of perfect. Elliot Page and Batista. Yes. That would be an interesting couple. I bet he'd be willing to do it. Batista's down. Isn't... Elliot Page, straight, in January 2018, Page announced that he and dancer slash choreographer Emma Portner had married. Okay, then it wouldn't be Dave so, Bautista, would it? So Elliot, Elliot is a straight man. Okay, I didn't know that. Huh, fascinating. Neither did I. I can't wait for fucking Umbrella Academy with them. It's gonna be so good. I know! Did you know that they actually, like, redid all their end credit scenes once Elliot came out as being a trans man? They changed all the credits to Elliot Page? That's good. Yes. Very good. Okay. Then if if Elliot likes the ladies, then maybe yeah, maybe Torn. Maybe you're right. Torn should be a lady. So then Dave Batista is <laughs> fuck it. There's no fairy queen. It's the fairy king. I love it. Dave Batista, the fairy king. Love it. Okay. Then Tarn. Who the fuck is the lead then? Female lead. 
Who's Lady Berserk? Oh, I know. Fucking Brienne. Brienne of Tarth. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Fucking yes. Phasma. Done. Absolutely. What the fuck is her name? I always forget her name. Portrayed by Gwendolyn Christie. Yes, yeah. Gwendolyn Christie. She's such a good actor. So she's... here's another thing. Yeah. Well, here's what's up. I hate it when people and like it's the Star Wars fandom gets super toxic and they're like, oh, she can't even act. Like this is a terrible character. And I'm just like, shut up. Like literally, like I love Daisy Ridley as an actress. I love Gwendolyn Christie as an actress. But like, I just don't agree with how they wrote their characters into the story. Yeah, no, the That's writing it. of the movie. You know what I mean? Is bad. You don't it's need to attack the, the actresses. Yeah, the acting for that. isn't bad. Exactly. It's the writing that's bad. Exactly. Exactly. They're acting and people, the fucking like, hell out of it. Can't differentiate bad writing from bad acting. You know, it's because you can't <sighs> act with bad writing. You know, like when you true. act on bad writing, it that's seems true. bad. Yeah. You have to be good, really, really good to beat that. But Star Wars I really wish they had... didn't kill off Gwendolyn Christie in episode 8. I was like, come on. We yeah. gotta see her again. The fucking, how the fuck did they fuck up her and Finn so hard? Like, Finn versus Phasma could have been the fucking coolest goddamn final scene. Like, imagine you cut between Rey and fucking... Kylo Ren, with... like it was supposed to be. I kind of like seeing him as Ben Solo, though. I actually really liked that. That's like the one part I like. I, I like I like the idea that the Knights of Ren would have been the bad guys. Like, she would have fought I just, Kylo, him turn good, and then they have to fight the Knights of Ren, and they actually didn't suck. Yeah. I just love, like, the idea that just, like, when he's, like, with the past eye, he's like, no more. Like, no more of this fucking shit, dude. Like, yeah. I'm the I'm the big guy now. Dude, it would have been fucking nuts like, if it was fucking Kreia. If it was Kreia as the main yeah. villain at the end, that would have been fucking dope. If Like, replace Palpatine with Kreia, that would have made me shit my pants. Did you know that in the original <laughs> script, apparently for the sequels that George Lucas wrote, it was supposed to be Darth Maul as the villain and Darth Talon as his apprentice. Huh. That would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. Darth Maul was set up to be the villain in Solo and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but man, they really fucking... I miss... I don't know what... The, it's Darth Maul's not going to be an Obi-Wan. Don't you maybe. love it when your headcanon is better than what actually came out? Yeah. <laughs> don't you love it when corporate greed literally causes, like, the fandoms mm-hmm. suffer? Okay, so here's the here's the retcon we've come up with. Tarn is played by Gwendolyn Christie, aka yes. the fucking female equivalent of Dave Batista. Fucking badass woman, sexy ass badass. It's the closest you can get. So it's it's Gwendolyn Christie and Elliot Page in love in their little tent, and they meet with King Barrick. Played by Dave Batista, the fairy king. And he fucking kills all of them because of some horrors that, that they don't know about, that Kalius committed. Mm. That's the concept. Also, Nira is now the teacher. I want, I, I, fuck it. This is a female reboot now. <laughs> female reboot berserk. Yes. That's what we're making now. I don't give a shit. It's good. It's going to be a good one. It happened organically. Okay, so where do we start? in their camp. I assume they're going to have a bunch of friends at the camp. It's almost like a village around this camp. It's like a caravan. And they're together, and we see, like, their day together. They're, like, mourning with the crew of bandits or whatever the fuck they are. I like the idea of them being, like, highwaymen. What do you think? Hmm. What did Berserk and his crew, like, his friends do? Or I guess just Berserk. They're a band of mercenaries. Okay, yeah, see, that's what I mean. So, like... They're finding, like, their own organization. Yeah. Yeah, mercenaries in a caravan. So... A group of mercenaries in a caravan are hanging out. The two of them are together. How do we want to start it? I feel like the the end and the beginning of the movie always have to be about what the story is about, right? And this story mm-hmm. is about betrayal of two people who are in love and them eventually having to kill each other, right? 
So Pretty like much. starting it with them in like an intimate moment in their tent actually would be a good start to the movie. As jokey as it is, like yes, the two of them in a in a tent together, like not in like a fucking we're we'll just start with a sex scene, but like the two of them waking up in the morning in bed yes. or whatever, like an intimate like wake up time, like yo, we just we were sleeping. Or you know what? I want to start it. <laughs> this is the stupidest way to start a movie. I want to start it with Gwen with Gwendolyn. <laughs> With Torn, I want to start it with her snoring. That's how I want the movie to start. Just the face-up shot. I want to hear snoring snoring in a black screen at the beginning of the movie. And then a a fantasy alarm goes off. They hit the alarm and break it. Big, strong warrior. And then they walk up to Elliot, and they're in love with Elliot, and we kind of imply that they're in love, and they're working for them in this mercenary group. I think that it should start with, like, kind of more of like a survey of the land and that like you know the sun rises and stuff and you see like the beautiful grass because the thing is is like i like to think that this is the only time we get to see when the world was better or shit got worse yeah and then and then like obviously it goes to the camp and then we get like the snoring scene oh yeah you're right yeah and then like the sun like hitting her face yeah yeah fairyland like there is like you see a shot of fairyland like beautiful unicorns running through the trees and then it's like cut to snoring in the dark break the alarm sun in their eyes like their tent opens that's the beginning of the movie is you get like this fucking epic ass fantasy forest and then like just like unicorns and shit uh maybe you see calius looking out into the sunset and smiling a little bit and you're like oh they're nice but then when you rewatch the movie you're like they're the most evil motherfucker on earth right (laughs) well I like. I always love it when like you sympathize with the villain. So yeah. I, I still want to figure out like his motive. Okay. So what is his motive? That's the question. We didn't even think about that. You're right. Why? Mm-hmm. What? Why did they do this? So King Barak, he's Dave Batista is the fairy king. He lives in a fairy land. He's the leader of a fae country, like a forest of the fae, and they're a bunch of mercenaries, and they're there. Calius did something to piss them off. And they sent people like Faye to kill all of them. And they showed up personally to kill all of them. And, and Dave Batista showed up in his fucking elf outfit and fucking his badass elf armor and fucking murdered everybody in the town. And then we get Dave Batista versus Gwendolyn right at the like right at the 10 minute mark. The two of them fighting to the death. And then they fucking kill Gwen. They kill Torn and Torn wakes up later as a zombie because Kaleas brought them back on a vengeance quest and they don't even know. Hmm. Maybe they do know. Uh, Maybe it should just be when they come back, it's just Kaylee is standing over them and they're like, I brought you back. We got to stop them. You know? Hmm. Like, what if they're together the whole movie? No. I, all right. Well, I do like the idea. Don't get me wrong. I do like the idea of like it being like the enemy was the person alongside you the whole time. Yeah. But what, what, like the idea of like the two of them on a vengeance quest to kill Dave Batista, and then halfway through the movie they kill Dave Batista, and you're like, what? You're like, this isn't supposed to happen. This yeah, soon. this is what, and they just keep going, and you're like, yeah, but but what? <laughs> and then the all his lost moment is like Kalia stabbing the hero in the back and throwing them off a cliff or some shit. Ooh. And then them coming back again. Like, they didn't die when they hit the ground. And them getting up, breaking their leg, and, like, killing Kaelius. Hmm. Dude, the idea of, like... What if Kaelius is doing this as, like, a coup? Why, though? Like, that's what I'm trying to what think. If, is just, like, what's the motive? What if 
the entire movie is them like describing why King Barak sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Like that it's basically them traveling through this fairy kingdom as it's like more and more corrupted because of this evil man. And they're slowly like killing, you know, these monsters and doing all this stuff. And then they find out, oh, that's all been a lie. Like Kalius lied the whole time. They just wanted to rule over this kingdom. And they made so it's the, out of like selfishness, or is it like a, a sense of entitlement? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I think it's like a I would lead better type deal. Okay, maybe, or maybe they hate fairies. Maybe they're like fucking fairy racist. Oh, uh, their family was murdered by fairies or some shit. I feel like we're getting kind of stuck in the weeds here, though. Yeah, I'm like trying to think, like, what would I do? I might be overcomplicating it. Usually, Scott would have a lot of pushback and be like, "This, no, you're fucking it up." But all right. <laughs> I just like listening to your side. I know. Like... No, that's that's part of the show. Yeah. My mind is finding the answers. Okay. So let's go to the beginning, what this story is. We're at the beginning still. We're still figuring out how it starts. So they're a mercenary company in a fairy country, like in the fairy woods. They're together, obviously. Like, do we need the teacher? Are we going to cut the teacher out? Do we even need the teacher if, you know, they're together already and everything? I still like the idea of the teacher. Okay. I like the idea of... Instead of Barrack being like a like a fairy king, I like the idea that like like what whatever happened to Nera again with her? Um. Oh, I just replay. I just swapped them. So like now Nera is the oh, teacher okay. and Barrack is the because they just wanted Dave gotcha. Batista to have a name that matches him more. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's the difference. So Nera is just like the teacher, and so like the wise old teacher is just you know Nera now. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's fucking Tilda Swift. I like that. Like Nera. Like here's another thing too. Why is Nira teaching? Hmm. Why is Nira... Yeah. Okay. Why is Nira teaching? What if Nira is, like, the fae queen in disguise? Like, what if Obi-Wan was, like, also the bad guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Like, so there are two people. They're they're working for Nira, this female elf, like, leader of their mercenary company. And she's got a, She's teaching them, you know, their ways. They She raised them almost. Or, like, they, they she took them in, right? Mm-hmm. and what if Kalius is like her son and torn is like, like secret been, no like straight up what if Kalius is like i'm just gonna say cal cal be easier to remember what if cal is nira's son and torn was brought in like was was is like uh like adopted almost like hired to join this company like they're like a bodyguard okay and they're like secretly the two of them are like getting it on in secret and they're not supposed to be doing that kind of deal Ooh. like that's so like forbidden love yeah, now. Yeah, that yeah, now it's like forbidden love. What if we do that? What if this like Torn is Cal's bodyguard and they protect oh, them okay. all the time and they're That's like a different type yeah. of relationship. Yeah, right? And then it's like cuz that actually gives us like depth, right? Because it's like they have to kill them in the end. So it's like the exact opposite of, of what, what they they're wanted. yeah, of what they yeah. wanted. They're protecting them. And then Interesting. Yeah, and then all that happens and then they all die or whatever. Do they all need to die? What if it's just our hero that dies? I don't know. What what what's are we are we ending it with tragedy? Because if it's tragedy, then like Tarn fails. Tarn gets used and discarded. Yeah, and then the vengeance is at the end. Like after all is lost, the last ten minutes of the movie are like I'm gonna kill everyone type deal. Damn. I, I like that we completely changed the entire concept, but that's what writing is: is you come up with something and then you're like, eh, let's throw that away. What if Kalius dies? and Torn dies halfway through the movie, and that's the low point. And then Barak brings back Torn, and Dave Batista and, and Gwendolyn Christie together fucking 
kill the person who caused all this. They kill them at the end. I just like I just like the idea more that like in the end someone has to die. You know what I mean? Like there has to be stakes or it's like and that's what makes it so difficult is because like they're supposed to love each other you know yeah you want it to end with them stabbing cal in the heart and dying or cal stabbing in, in the heart well you want it to end with them just fucking straight up dying like or them stabbing Not each both other of them, but just one of them just yeah i want someone to choose and i feel like damn that's i feel deep. like um what happens is like Cal hesitates, but Tarn doesn't, but then regrets it or something like that. So you want the end of the story to be Cal stabbing Torn in the heart, and that's just how it ends. Pitch black, the end. It's more like when they finally settle the score, I guess. Like, Tarn is conflicted. Cal probably isn't conflicted. Cal knows what has to be done. God, this is fucking complicated. This is a complicated web. Because, like... Yes. I think we both have very different ideas of what it could be. It's changed so many times, too. Yes. What is the most compelling idea out of all of these, like, ties that we have? Mm. I kind of do like the idea of, like, them just stabbing him in the back. I don't want it to be, like, a cowardice kind of stab. I want it to be, like, in the face, like, staring you in the eye. And that's how it ends. You want it to end with, like, the entire story end with them dying, and that's it. Like, a grim ending where the fucking Someone's dying in someone's arms. Okay. Do we want it to be... So that's the real question. Do we have Cal dying in Torn's arms where Guts had to murder their love? You know, our, our big chunky hero mm-hmm. fucking murders the love of their life because they have to, Wolverine-style, fucking worst uh, X-Men movie, holding them in their arms, and that's how it ends. Or do we want it to be the opposite and fucking the villain kills the hero at the end and holds them as they die, and that's how it fucking ends? Because I think that's way cooler. Well, so what happens is Tarn gets used yeah. from being re- or from being resurrected. Yes. And then I I hate seeing that. I hate seeing like the hero get lose. I know, the but hero, isn't it good? Like sacrifice and then gets better. I, I mean, it does, yeah. But like, I, I just you don't want it. I don't know. How would you want this to I end? Just, I don't know. How would you want Berserk to end? Because they never ended it. Guts gets his revenge. Guts gets his revenge, and then what? Live happily ever after? Well, it's or like... dies doing it? You know, like, the whole journey that he went through to get to that moment, you know? It would be pretty like, what if he, if like... He died, I don't know. Though. What if it's, like, Tarn commits to the purpose and kills Cal, and then Tarn can finally rest in peace? Because Tarn's already dead. Yeah. That means we can't have them be sympathetic, then. We can't have the villain be sympathetic if the end is them being murdered. Or at least, like make tarn like hesitate yeah you know? and then they get stabbed like pretty much like i used you i did this yeah yeah okay so the end is they kill everybody together and then cal reveals the truth like yo you're a zombie i made you to kill this guy and it ends with them being like i'm in charge now i rule this is my kingdom i will rule over the, my new empire anakin style and then they fucking stab our hero in the heart. I feel like I, I don't know. They don't want to kill the love of their life. That's the problem. Why would anyone kill the love of their life? Yeah. I could see why they would yeah. kill our hero, but I don't know why our hero would kill them. Like, what, what is the villain going to do when they win? Well, what if, from Tarn's point of view, it's like the person that they fell in love with isn't standing before them anymore? Yeah. Where it's like, you thought this, one, this person was one way, and it's like, nope. What if they're both zombies? Untruth. What if they're both zombies? How did they both end up being zombies again? Like, what if this is like vengeance? They both died at the beginning of the movie. And now their okay. entire goal 
is to just kill whoever did it. We just watch them murder fairies, and like as they're stepping across this beautiful forest, it's getting more and more necrotic and fucked up. Like their existence is corrupting the forest, and like they're fucking killing unicorns and turning them into fucking monsters and riding black unicorns into doing fucking of the villain fairy like, vi- villages. Things get yeah, and like I, as yeah, it goes, I, I like they're the getting worse. Like, yes, and that's because of them like killing the guardians, basically, and yeah. not because of like there being some like yeah. Basically, Cal's on a quest for vengeance, and they are using our hero to do that. And slowly, as the story progresses, more and more of their soul is chipped away as they're killing more and more innocent creatures. Like, we see our fucking Elliot Page stab a unicorn in the throat halfway through the movie. Mm. And you're like, that was fucked. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) And by the end of the movie, they're like the most evil person ever. Like, it's like fucking Revenge of the Sith in this shit. It's like they're with Anakin. Like, imagine if Anakin and Padme were together the whole movie and they were just killing people the whole time <laughs> until Padme yeah, had to stab Anakin in the chest. You know, that actually almost happens. In the concept art for Revenge of the Sith, Padme takes matters into her own hands and takes a dagger oh, and the like. But she, can't, but she can't bring herself to fucking attack him. And then that's when Obi-Wan Obi-Wan's on the him. ship and he's like, you turned her against me. Yeah. Wow, so she really, he really did turn her against her in the original. Yeah. Damn. That explains why it comes out of nowhere later. Okay. How long have we been discussing? I'm getting very tired. About an hour and ten minutes. We gotta finish it. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm saying. An hour and 27 minutes. Yeah. We gotta finish it. So we gotta figure this out. Okay. We, got, we still got a bunch of questions. So, okay. We, we gotta figure out the basic idea here before we, before we finish up the whole thing really quick. We'll lightning round the ending, but we need to figure out what actually is going to happen here. So we have our whole cast. We have the safe haven. It's their camp. They get killed and then they both get up and they're on their quest for vengeance. This is the story we have right now that we're kind of figuring out. Two people who are in love, they both die and they come back to life out of vengeance. And their goal is to kill the people who killed them. So they're like trying. Like maybe it's like a mystery where it's like get to the bottom of things and stuff. When they when they die and they wake up as revenants, maybe at first they're in the afterlife and then it's like, no, we're still here. We need to get to the bottom of this. Maybe we need to go to this place and figure out who can help us. Yeah, they're trying to figure like it that. out. And they travel through and then like they see all these nature spirits that are attacking them because they're unnatural. And then they're killing them. And then the twist at the end can be, oh, I have to kill my love because we're both monsters because we killed so many people along the way. That's fine. So if that's the case, then what if Cal and Torn, we introduce them, we introduce the fact that they're working for, Na- for Naya, she's talking with this elf king guy, and everybody gets killed. Whatever it is, they're revenants, right? The whole point of a revenant, it's a person who died and they come back to kill you out of vengeance, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe when Cal dies, they say some magic words and... Like we set up a MacGuffin, like all oh, these, they're the love necklaces or whatever. Like they have, they're each wearing a half of a heart necklace or some shit. And like some item that they're both holding, like they both have a thing. That's the movie's beginning is like their neck, like, or like wedding rings. Like I'm going to marry you. So they give them this thing. What if that's like the movie poster where it's like two halves of the amulet or whatever? Yeah. Two, two halves of a heart necklace that are in a crack Something in like the that. middle, right? That's the poster is like a heart with a crack in the yes. middle. And it's their necklace. I want it to be like not a heart. I don't want it to be obvious. I yeah. want it to be like an intricate, like fairy, like dark fantasy kind okay, of cool. that's like split yeah. in half. It's like a yin yang, but like fairy style. Yes. Okay. That'd be cool. So the two of them are in love. At the beginning, their entire 
camp gets destroyed, their safe haven. And then they're on their quest to kill Dave Batista, who did it. And as they go to Dave Batista, the only way to kill him is to kill more and more of these creatures to get closer to him. And they're just killing these nature creatures over and over again until they get him out of like his hiding place. And then they kill him. And they fucking murdered the shit out of Dave Batista. And then what? <laughs> they both die. That's it. Their village gets destroyed. They kill the fairy king. And then they have to decide what to do then. Do they lay to rest or do they keep going? And Cal keeps going. Like they want more. There's yeah. Something more they want. I like um, that. Hmm. After they kill Dave Batista, clearly Cal needs to become the villain. And then our hero needs to stop Cal. So what, what could they do to be the villain? Like, who else do they kill? You know what I mean? Like, what else do they... What's the sin they commit at the end? What's their Anakin Skywalker moment, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That's the problem here. This is the part in the writing process where it gets hard for a minute, and you gotta figure out the key to solving the problem. Maybe if we go through the plot, we can figure it out, but, like... All right, wait. So, where do they start in a camp? How do they leave that camp? Dave Batista shows up with an army of Fae and kills them. Where do they go? Their mission is to find Dave Batista and kill him, right? They kill Dave Batista. That's how they lose. What happens after they kill Dave Batista? How do they lose? That's the ultimate question in a movie. What what happens after that? Because where they end up is them killing each other, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we get from this guy killed us? We need to kill him. They killed him. How do we get from them killing him to them killing each other? That's what we need to figure out. That's our problem right now. Yeah. Once we figure that out, the movie's done. So. Why do they need to kill each other? Yeah, why um, Why does Cal, like, why does Cal need to die? And you said, your idea was, it was they're corrupting the world around them, right? Yes. It, like, literally just, like, changed the world for the worst. Okay, so we're not going to have Cal betray them, then. That's gone. Because we could have Cal betray them and then reveal, like, oh, no, it was me all along. I killed all of us. I'm the one who did this. You're an idiot. Like, the reveal, like, the like imagine seeing... Um, Gwendolyn Christine gets stabbed by mm-hmm. Elliot Page and fall off a cliff into a pit. And then all that matters is climbing up the mountain and stabbing them in the throat. Like, that's the that's What how if the... Tarn is, like, the moral compass, you know? Okay. And then Kalis feels like that he doesn't need Tarn anymore. Okay, so maybe they're about to kill the king and there's more? Like, he has kids? Yes. That would be interesting. Like she, so like the they innocence go, of children. They go to his village, right? And they're going to kill the guy who did this to them. They're going to take him out. And right when they're about to kill him, his kids run out. And Cal wants to kill them. And what if they do? If Torn is the moral compass, right? Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the all is lost moment, right? Is when they realize that Cal was the bad guy all along. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're going to do then? Cal is the bad guy all along. Yes. So... Each event in the movie should be Cal getting closer to the dark side, basically. Yes. We see the forest of the fairies or whatever, right? We see unicorns mm-hmm. and fairies flying around. Everything's great. Happy fairy time. We see fucking Dave Batista, king of the fairies. We see Naya, head of the mercenaries. Uh, they're all hanging out. And then it cuts to sleeping Brienne. You know, uh, Torn yes. wakes up, breaks their alarm, goes outside, does their rounds or whatever, and then... We find mm-hmm. out that oh they're in love with Cal and Cal's and them aren't supposed to be together. They're they're Cal's bodyguard. And now I was like, this is my my son. Don't watch my son's back, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then they're watching their back. And then the whole village gets attacked by that guy, by Dave Batista. The elves show up and they kill everybody, and everybody dies. 
Then cut to like ominous chanting, like the beginning of fucking doom where it's like the fucking doom armor and shit, like, like rituals are happening. And then they fucking both come back, right? Mm -hmm. They've been resurrected. Their goal now is to kill the person who did this. So together they need to get Dave Batista and kill him. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe Dave Batista is like in like, in some fairy dimension like he's in the Feywild. he's in a fairy dimension and like the only way to bring him back here is to like kill all these guardians and if we kill all these guardians he'll show up kind of deal so like each time they got to fight a big monster if they fight the big monster then if they kill all the big monsters then dave batista will show up or maybe it's like a spell they got to cast to get dave batista to show up you know what i mean mm -hmm. like their village is hidden and the only way to get there is to kill all these creatures so like they got to kill like a fairy dragon they got to kill like all they got to collect all these magic things and if they get all these things they can go kill dave batista that's the goal and then they get all the things and each time they get a thing cal is getting more and more evil so like at first it's whatever but then it ends up with like the i like last it more than subtle like he is subtly be yeah. much more evil i think yeah it's more and more subtle like it's subtle at first and they're just like killing things and it's whatever it's like oh the giant deer the giant dragon thing getting the items and then they like kill a unicorn and you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. But they kill the unicorn and there's like a moment of Cal like enjoying it. And you're like, mm -hmm. "Ooh, what the fuck? And then they cast the spell. They go to the village where Dave Batista is and they're burning down the elf village and they get to his house, Damn. the village on fire, like smoke and flames behind them as they walk in and they get like cool, epic, like fucking badass music. They break mm -hmm. down Dave Batista's door. And he's standing there holding his kids. He's like guarding his children. And Cal fucking is going to kill him and his kids. And our hero has to stop them. Does that work? We do like an Anakin Skywalker, like ignite lightsaber next yeah. scene. Like, like that would be nice. I like the idea that maybe like Tarn like convinces Cal and Tarn leaves the room like ready to move on. And then Cal's like, no. Nah. Yeah, they like, as they leave the back. tent, the fucking tent blows up or some shit. They, I like it more that it's like heavily implied that like Cal just waited until Tarn was gone so yeah. that Cal could take care of business. Okay. It's more like, don't do this. Okay, I won't do this. I'm right behind you. And then does it. Okay. And then they turn around and they see dead kid. Yes. And Dave Batista crying, holding his yes. dead kid. Then, then what do we fucking have them confront each other do we i just i'm saying like this last act of the movie do we want it to be extended where like torn has to fight their way to cal and kill them or do we want them to just end it right there um like the, i kind of like the idea of cal like ripping off their necklace and torn like fucking ooh. dying like without the necklace they Damn. like rot away like Cal walks up to Tarn, oh, rips off their heart necklace, and then Tarn's rotting. It was their bond that kept each other yeah. alive. It's their bond that kept each other alive, and then Tarn fucking dies. Like rots in front yeah. of them, falls away, and dies. We see like it's complete darkness. And the movie could end there, but instead, the guardians they killed wake up Tarn, and they're like, we need you to stop this. The sins that he's committed are too far. You need to stop them. And then they bring Tarn back as like a hero. Like, as, like, a fey spirit to fucking go and kill kill Cal. And we get a cool action scene of them killing a bunch of people along the way, and then they make it to Cal, and they have to fucking stab Cal in the chest. Game of Thrones style. And that's how we hey. end it. With them stabbing Cal, holding the heart necklace in their hand as Cal dies. Um, and then Cal's like, I went too far. And then they both die. Yes. 
Okay. So, recontextualizing the whole story so that it matches all that. Okay, Tarn, our hero, is played by Gwendolyn Christie. They are a badass warrior who don't take no shit. They're guts from Berserk. They're a mercenary, a bodyguard. They protect a person named Callius, Elliot Page, who is also kind of a badass. And they're all mercenaries and they live in this caravan together and they travel the world slaying monsters and doing good and evil and whatever, whatever they do to get paid. They're hanging out and then suddenly the entire village is attacked in the middle of the night by elf people, like these fairy people, fae. The entire village burns to the ground, they all die. The two of them have these, these necklaces that link together that show that they'll always be together. And they're both holding those necklaces and they lock them together and then they both die. Then one year goes by or a hundred years go by or whatever. And they come back and then they're like, I need your help. We need to go kill all these magic guardians, get these items. If we get these things, we can go and kill the guy who did this. So they go to these ancient places, they kill all these creatures. That's the fun in games of the story is them like, oh, they got to kill a giant deer. They got to kill a fucking dragon. They got to kill a fucking unicorn. Now they got the shit to go kill the guy, right? Mm-hmm. They cast the spell. They go through a portal. They're in his village. They burn the village to the ground. They're going to kill him and his kids. And then they're like, don't do this. And they say, I won't. And then they do it anyway. Yeah. And Torn runs in, is like, don't do, is trying to stop them. And they just rip off the necklace off of Torn's neck. And then Torn dies and rots away in Damn. front of them. And then there's a brief darkness where you think the movie's over. And then a light appears. And you hear like the people that the, the creatures that they killed together are talking to them. And they're like, we're going to bring you back if you kill them. And then they come back and they kill the love of their life. And then they both die in each other's arms. The end. Does that work? Yeah, I think that'll work. Are you satisfied with that story that we came up with? Yeah. It would be both a good D&D campaign, a good video game, and a good movie. It all works. I know. I, I thought I thought of like a D&D campaign stemming from this, to be honest. Yeah, it would be a pretty cool video game. I would love to play a God of War-themed game of like you like resurrected killing fucking fairy creatures like fucking um, like, Coloss- like Colossus, you know, the... Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus, but um, the person you're bringing back is with you the whole time. At the end, you have to kill them. That's basically what we came up with. Um, I think it's cool. It's a cool story. Torn and Callus, they love each other, but it turns out Callus doesn't really love Torn. They're just using them, you know? Mm. And then Torn has to fucking kill the shit out of them, and then the story ends. Torn is basically like a silent protagonist. They talk, but they're basically like a filler mm-hmm. for the audience. They're doing all these things, like they're doing the action and killing shit. But really, the story is about Cal, like bringing back the love of their life so that they can kill a man and eventually going too far by the end. Like, the, I just love this scene halfway through the movie of fucking Elliot Page slitting a unicorn's throat. <laughs> that would be dope. Like, this the idea of that, of like a unicorn, like, like fucking um Gwendolyn Christine throws a spear at a unicorn like the unicorn's laying on the ground dying and they have to like put it out of its misery and then Cal runs up and fucking slits its throat and like puts the the, the blood in it like a cup and they're like it's part of the spell just imagine a shot of Elliot Page's face holding a cup under a unicorn's neck like blood's going in and behind them is Gwendolyn Christine and you just see Elliot Page smile a little bit and Gwendolyn looks sad and doesn't see the smile and that's how you know like oh no they're the bad guy and then they kill the kid and they're like oh shit you are the bad guy and not even that but you don't even love them you're just using them right because they literally rip the symbol of their love away and they rot away and die this is the story of a toxic relationship yes okay all right 
I think we can stop there. Yeah. Because I am getting very tired. Yeah, I hope I hope you had fun. I, I don't want to... No, I had a lot of fun. Okay. Thank you for having me. You're the best, dude. Yeah, um, so are you. Okay. You've said I'm valid like 15 times. I got to say, I like it. I like your, your valid line. You say it a lot. It's a new thing with you. I love it, man. It's good. It makes me feel good. <laughs> so, yeah. You're valid, too, man. You're a true writer. Because you did write a movie with me today. Yes. I kind of like how it goes. Yeah, it's a great idea for a show, isn't it? But yeah, that's that's that. So yeah, we came up with a story. The story of a strong woman and their non-binary love killing the shit out of fairies and unicorns until eventually they kill children. In which case, <laughs> they kill each other. That's some real representation. True love. Pretty fucking fun, if you ask me. Yeah.